Hi. Very belated hello to everybody on Yeah, this sorry about the delays. Episode 155 of the Rum Doings podcast. You can email us, podcast at rumdoings.com, and you can follow us at rumdoings on Twitter. The topic today is, why don't they just build the aeroplane out of the same thing they build the black box out of? Yay! So where is it? Where is the aeroplane, Nick? It went to the lost place, the special island with the fat man and the polar bears. Oh, I thought it was just aliens. No, it's lost land. Yeah, Remember Lost? That was very big at some time. I never saw it. I watched the first episode and it felt a little bit like a bunch of overly pretty people lying around on a beach and I didn't carry on. But apparently but the, it got quite the, good. The beach was very pretty as well. Yeah. I fancied that beach. Oh, they're probing missing jet debris as we speak. Oh, good, good, good. We're not allowed to talk about it. No, 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 we're not allowed to talk about why they don't make planes out of the material for the black box. That's true, yeah. But we are allowed to talk about the missing Malaysian aeroplanes. Yeah, well, there we are. It's always a little frisson to your trip next week. I was wondering, what's the name of that awful, awful, terrible, dreadful human being, um, conspiracy theory Alex something in America? Oh, um, Alec Guinness. <laughs> the radio host. And Alex was... Jones. Alex Jones. I wonder what his, I wanted to know what his theory was. Well, um, I imagine that he will, like you, believe that it's probably Obama. <laughs> What's Obama want with a Malaysian aeroplane? He wants to take it to his secret Muslim socialist madras and grind <laughs> it up to make his Muslim bread, I guess. I'm on his website, and the South by Southwest anti-gun event fails, apparently. Oh, good. Oh, gosh, they're going for for uh, viral-style headlines. This World Bank Insider will blow you away. (laughs) Yes. There is a huge global conspiracy. Is there? Ukraine's military mobilizers, prepares for combat, trucks, APCs, SAMs, howitzers, tanks, rolling out. John, I don't think that... There being a bit of a problem in Ukraine at the moment is a global conspiracy that no, nobody it is. knows about. Although nobody's talking about it, you won't <laughs> believe what's going on in Ukraine. He's very brave to mention that it's even happening. Yes, indeed. So, um, you're... you managed to get some of your DNA to meet with some of Laura's DNA? Yes, so far they seem to be hanging out. They're hanging out. They haven't had any disagreements yet. And it's uh, ticking on. Early days, eight weeks on Tuesday. Early days. So far yet, too soon to be telling. We won't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. Keep it a secret, I, please, Nick. I, I'm sure just like you, mm-hmm. or just like me, rather, um, you suddenly become an expert statistician every single day, calculating <laughs> the odds um, to a minute degree, and suddenly you get a degree in maths, and you're perfect at such things. Do you know, I've actually stopped myself from doing it. Laura's still doing it, and she's also also constantly reporting to me what size the embryo oh, yes. is in relation to fruits. Fruit comparisons, yes, that's very important. We're moving from blueberry to raspberry at, the vo- at this point. Next up, lychee. And then eventually, watermelon. Yeah. That's the goal. Well, it is your baby. I mean, it'll probably be some, one of those hideously huge uh, pumpkins, you know, that people win prizes for at state fairs. <laughs> yes, do you think? Because, uh, is that because I'm so very, very fat? Yes, and epigenetically, you'll somehow have passed that on through your spermatozoa. Extraordinary. I have managed to drop below. I'm now... The best thing about 
that being just above one of the stones is now, mm. when I started losing weight, I'm now below the second, so I've now dropped two digits in stones. Yeah, and that's why I've decided I can make fun of you, because soon you'll be, you'll be a thin little rake and you'll become a, a model on the catwalk. I think so. Sniffing coke. So. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to ever be thin, Nick. I don't mean to disappoint you. I may be healthy. Yeah, no. But I, know, I, I do. don't think I'm ever going to provide no. you with the thinness you're looking for. No, you won't. Um, you'll you'll still be a stocky chap. But uh, that's what you should do. You should do weights as we. I'll be a mighty. I'll I'll pick. I'll do weights with you. I'll pick you up and do and thrust you above my head. You're, you're very welcome to do so. Thank you. Can you can you tell me what's going on in this uh, Ukraine? Then is it going to be all sorted out? And then somebody asked me, and I said, "That's oh, going to fizzle out in a month." Or no, it was two. me. It was me who asked you. It was you. Well, my question said, was: Is it going to be a thing, or is it going to fizzle out? And before I'd even finished answering, asking the question, you said fizzle out. Yeah, I still stand by that. I think nobody's going to be talking about this in three months' time. Well, is it going to be so? You look kind of like Georgia, where they're just going to go <clears throat> and just brush it under the car- international carpet. Yeah, I, I mean. Uh, Cameron's made it very clear that Russian gangsters and their dirty money are very important to the United Kingdom's economy, yes. so nothing will be talked about. Well, we've, talk, we've talked on, 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 on Rumdoings before about having joined sides with the baddies. Yes. The baddies being China and Russia. Yes, we um, very much have. And, 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 and the so Saudis, this is the, of course. And this is the consequence of that playing out. Don't be but, racist. We've also joined with the Saudis as well. Be inclusive. Sorry. Yeah. And and Israel, Nick, and Israel. Oh no, that is funny. Actually, the Foreign Office really hate Israel. It's called the Camel Corps. They really don't like Israel at all. It's not like America. I know. Of course, they. The Britain is 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 not a big Israel fan anymore. No. So anyway, you were so you were saying yes. We we are we're we're in league. With well, yes, the we're in league with the baddies, and so we're in this extraordinary situation where the people who are in illegally invading another country mm-hmm. are. The uh, are the people who can veto against our getting involved in that? How does that work? But we wouldn't want to get involved in it anyway because we like them to come here and give us their dirty blood money. It's true. Mm. Uh, let's there give we... let's do sanctions against the people who give us all our oil. That's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> it's a good plan. No. So there you are. What else was in the news today? Oh yes, the BBC. There's no news a... on a Sunday. The BBC has had things written, a report written for them saying that they need to replace the license fee by 2018 or something with with voluntary subscriptions and adverts. Well, I noticed that that was on the front page of the Times, the Murdoch-owned mm. Times, and no other newspaper thought to cover it. Subscriptions and adverts are needed, apparently, says, says Mr Murdoch. Says Mr Murdoch in his newspaper. Lucy has been given a collar because she's allowed outside now. Oh, really? So you no longer keep her prisoner. And she's Lucy, wearing... by the way, is the name of John's kitten. No, it's my wife. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, I'm bigger fun. Your wife has been given a collar and she's <laughs> allowed outside. Allowed outside, a collar with a bell on it so she doesn't, get, so she doesn't uh, catch the birds. Or, or kill anybody. Indeed, or kill a human or a toddler. Yes. Um, she's, uh, but yeah, so she absolutely detests her collar, so she will sit in protest all the way through this podcast and jingle in the background. That's fine. I'm surprised she hasn't found a way of removing it yet. They usually do. She's yeah, she's she's uh she's furious about it, but she's quite excited about going outside. We're kind of controlling it, so she's in now because it's dark. Mm. But she's cool. ranging around all the gardens in the neighbourhood and stuff. She's you you got quite excited about you and yours with Peter Blind. No, it wasn't Peter Blind. It was Winnie. I don't care. It's you and yours with Peter Blind. No, it's not. He's barely on it anymore. He's, he's he seems to have uh, <laughs> slipped into the background. It's Winnie almost every day now. 
Maybe maybe they change the studio and he doesn't know where to go anymore. They lost Blokey Man, who used to present it, who's now a TV news presenter, I think. Oh, he's moved up. Yeah, he's so, been promoted. So, so, so Winnie the Pooh now presents it, and she was going on about audios. It was. I was in the kit. I, I often, I normally make my lunch or get my lunch between twelve and one. I mean, you've written a blog posting about this, just yes. for if anybody wants to look. So you may have already read this. So let's hear. Let, let let's make this the kind of rum the, the the John's blog extra, like Radio Four extra. You get the okay. extra bits about it. Okay, that'll be good. I'll cut with the more color. Yes, I'll say what lunch I was preparing. I can't. Even and can you say it in higher resolution, please? I'll do it in four K. Oh, I can hear all those frequencies. It's amazing, isn't it? I'm using the full range of my vocal frequencies. Excellent. So what were you making for lunch? I can't remember. So I went, I was in the kitchen and I had the radio on as I often do. And I I genuinely go, oh, I hope it's Winifred. I hope it's Winifred when I turn it on. Because that means I'm going to get to dance around the kitchen in anger about something. It's quite Um, funny, though. I mean, she has a certain tone about her that even if you weren't, you will be soon. She uh, she has an obsession with her her fury about digital radio. She is livid about DAB, and she's determined yes. to prove that it's a con and a rip off. Um, and yeah. she keeps having experts on to say to prove this, and then they go, "No, it's not. It's it's better yeah. than NFM. Obviously, it's better." And then she says, "But what about this eighty six year old pensioner who can't doesn't know how to turn on her dab radio, and it's too complicated, and she loves the old wireless?" Hmm? <laughs> and 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 she had someone on, and this person got so cross with her and her ignoring every all the expert advice and opinion he was giving that he said, oh "My goodness, this is like talking to the Daily Mail." And he actually said that, and he, yes, he called her the Daily Mail, and I've always described Winifred Robinson as the Daily Mail in human form. Yeah. It's long be my description of it. So it was just glorious to hear someone saying, oh my goodness, you're basically the Daily Mail. This is ridiculous. The next day, she tried to get her revenge on him by getting two more experts about radio to come on. And she said, now, yesterday, someone said, I was like the Daily Mail for saying blah, blah, blah. blah. And they went, well, he was basically right. And it was amazing. Oh, it was brilliant. Oh, it was good. Well, that was in the past. Yeah. She had, So I was listening and there was, no, for our um, foreign listener... Yes. It's important to understand that you and yours, whatever that's meant to mean, is a consumerist radio show. It's about warning old people about the dangers of um, prank calls and scam emails and... and, uh, Yogurt pop morality. Buying a garden shed from a dodgy company that will steal your babies and that sort of thing. Um, and they, one of my favourite things about you and yours, I guess, would be when they have uh, the, the, the scam artist, the, a new scam that's going on that requires someone to be almost dangerously stupid to fall for it. And yes. then you have to pretend to sympathise with the person who fell for this painfully obvious scam. Yes. Like, well, they told me I had to give them my PIN. My PIN yes. number, of course, I don't say PIN. My yeah. PIN number and my cards and my home address and my fingertips for fingerprints. And all my money and the deeds to my house and my grandchildren. I sawed off my fingertips and handed them over because they did say that they'd met the police once. Yes. And you go, oh, you poor old thing. How terrible. Except you don't think that. You think, oh, for goodness sake, how have you managed to stay alive this long? It's true. And I, and I am very sympathetic. I think, I'm I know not. a lot of, a lot of people will say, if you're stupid enough to fall for these things, then that's just, that's just Darwinian, blah, blah, blah. I'm very much not against it. I think preying I on know, because you don't that, believe in Darwin, exactly. Well, of course I got it. He never existed. He was a, he's a, he's a myth created by, um, the evil scientists. Exactly. To disprove Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, 
And anyway, so I'm listening, and they've got these two people talking on about high-definition audio. Mm. And the first thing I hear as I start listening in, and as it turns out, caught it from the very beginning, had no way of knowing, um, was this guy explaining, it's like like digital photography. If you, uh, right now, on your average camera, you have a two megapixel, on average phone, you have a two megapixel camera, but professional photographers are using 30 megapixel cameras. And so the farther you zoom in... and, th- and and he said, and this is the important line, audio is exactly the same. Well, it is in as, in, in as much as it can be distilled into a signal which has higher or lower resolution, but our ears are slightly different to our eyes. I don't yes. know if you've noticed. <laughs> so, and, and, and I thought, I, I thought, you know, fine, they're talking about new advancing and advancements in recording technology. So it might be interesting. Mm. And then I realized as it went on, it was audiophile madness. It was mm. proper. Um, like they were talking about, it. said, now people have for a long time have thought that human ears can't detect higher than 22,000. But what we've discovered is the dynamics and range of blah, 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 the harmony. You can hear harmonies, some elements of harmonies. Did nobody talk about the Nyquist limit then? And it was just, it was, you know, yeah, sure. Can't. But, uh, but he was like, and I realized, hang on, this is the kind of crap that you hear from people saying that you need to buy a, a $2,000, um, coaxial cable. Rather yes. than, you know, or, or, that needs or to be gold plated because the uh, digital goes better through the gold. Someone did link me after I wrote the blog. So that would be coaxial. Don't write in. I know coaxial is an analog transmission cable. I'm talking about HDMI. Anyway, yes, HDMI indeed. Um, but uh, someone, because uh, obviously the the rip off HDMI cables are hilarious. But I was as I was tweeting about this, someone linked me to um, Ethernet cables. That's the latest uh, thing for audio files. Oh, really, is it? You could buy a $10,000 Ethernet cable to improve the quality of the sound. Really? Yes, but this is very important. They're directional. You can't wire it. You have to put the Ethernet cable with the right way round. It doesn't work well, if you have it pointing the wrong way. The only way that would work is if they purposefully put a diode in to stop the current from flowing <laughs> yes. in the other direction. Well, no, it works. It works the other way around. <laughs> they haven't actually bothered to do this. But the magic doesn't happen if you don't plug it in the right way around. <laughs> and I'm sure that it's easy to test which way it's plugged in around in double blind tests. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Well, With your ears, tell me effect- which way it's plugged in. It affects the rhythm, he said, of the music. <laughs> anyway, so these people were just as mad. They were talking about just as insane things. And, and, uh, and all, all the way through. So the, what made it so peculiar was that, that Winnie Pops was playing in pieces of music playing each twice beforehand she said now it's very important to know that people listening at home won't be able to hear the difference here because by the time it's been converted to a radio signal the magical properties will be lost well yes because the red dab as she knows because she hates it Mm -hmm. is compressed at a certain level and is digitized with a certain codec and that's it whatever the input is you at home won't be able to hear the difference but we in the studio will Mm-hmm. Which is not brilliant radio, in fairness. No. But anyway, so they played um, some uh, some jazz, and they played it twice, and in, and they said the first one was low def, the second one was high def, and they cut and and then they were, and Winifred was like, I felt like I could hear her breathing in the second one, and so because like any good cold reader, because she'd said given them a setup, they were like, yes, it was. He said one of them said I heard more of a difference than I was expecting to. Of course. And they were talking about just lunatic nonsense phrases. And then they played a second piece, which was The Who. Um, 
Again, which would have been um, mastered on analog tape. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, played this twice, and, and Winifred this time admitted she couldn't hear a difference. But they were saying, and at which point, of course, they instead of going, yes, it was a wild difference this time, they went, well, it's much more subtle this time, but... But what made it so incredible is they said one of the giveaways to be able to spot low-definition audio is that it's often louder. High-definition audio comes in quieter because it has better dynamic range. Yeah, so it doesn't need to be compressed into one particular amplitude. So this is um, what he was like, claiming. So it's louder. Yeah. Louder is a good giveaway that something is uh, is low definition. Right, so yeah. they played these two, and they're just and it was just hilarious to all they were speaking. And then Winifred said, right, and I'm going to do a bit of a test. We're going to play a third piece, and it was the London Philharmonic playing Pomp and Circumstance. Uh-huh. Um, and we're going to play this one, but we're not going to tell you which is which. Oh, and and the they played and the one of the guys in the studio said I should, this will be very embarrassing if I get this wrong I recorded this piece of music right so here's the recording engineer on this music right so they play it in and of course two and I and they they made available a high definition audio version of this to download from the website you could oh, listen to it at see. home right. yeah and of course they're absolutely identical in every conceivable way and yeah. um and they both and, and and of course what happened here is now so i was in the i was doing the washing up i was in the kitchen whatever and i was absolutely just like oh my goodness i can't believe this is happening this is so exciting because and i knew it was 50 50 uh-huh it's sort of a coin flip if it went down one way it was going to be the case that they would be validated in all the crap they were saying and they would be like congratulate themselves and everything would be great if it went the other way it was just going to be wonderful so it was a 50 50 chance of of some something fantastic happening you must have been praying. And it wasn't going to... I think I did, in fact. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. going to be better than 50-50. It wasn't going to be the case that one of them would say one and one would say the other because that would be a terrible, you know, that would be a terrible con. Yes. Whatever the first one guesses, the second one has to go along with, otherwise the whole thing falls apart. Um, if, the, you know, these two people who've been there for 10 minutes explaining just how dramatic the difference is, they can't then go ahead and disagree. No. So it was only ever going to be 50-50. So one of them picks... The first one says the first one, and, and he, he doesn't really give any reasons why. But he does say he's going to stake his reputation. He did say those those words. Stake his reputation. Um, and then the second one went, yes, I would agree that it was the first one. And I'll tell you why. It's because the second one was, was louder. Right. Right. <laughs> so at this point, even if they'd got it right, at this they point... They inverted their reasoning. No, 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 no. Because no, it can come in quieter on a high definition sound. So the second one being louder means that it was low definition. Oh, I see. So they hadn't inverted their No, no, sticking by, st- absolutely sticking by their claim. Okay, fine. Yeah, and yeah, was yeah. it louder? But even, even but here's the thing. Even if they got it right at this point, the difference between low definition audio and high definition audio for which we all need to spend thousands of pounds on new audio equipment is that one's louder than the other. Yes. I'm fairly certain the volume knob takes care of this issue. Well, no, but their argument would be that the softer bits can remain soft, as soft as they were before, but the louder bits will be loud uh, as well, because that's what dynamic range is. You don't need to turn it up to hear the softer bits, if you see what I mean. Okay, so so Winifred guessed the first one as well. If Weirdly, she guessed before either of the experts, but they went along with her guess. And then they cut to the producer, who's the only person you knew, and she was all embarrassed and giggling. I'm so sorry, but you're both you're all wrong! <laughs> Um, at which point, and it was really good, Winifred Robinson just started laughing. Right. And I think the ridiculousness of the situation came to her, and she just burst out laughing at how incredibly silly the whole thing was, that they, after all this fuss, yes. they'd got it entirely wrong. But the two experts, they didn't laugh. 
Well, they can't because they stake their reputation exactly. on the pseudoscientific nonsense. And then one of them spoke very seriously, right. and he said, and that is down to the Fletcher Munchen curve. Ah, what is down to it? He said, and right. that is down to the Fletcher Munchen curve, for those that know. Because that is the one thing that when things are louder, they are perceived differently. You have to be very careful when you do listen to things that you listen to them at the same level. Right? Okay, that's, that's yeah. That's what he said. Uh, right. Um. <laughs> so I looked up what the Fletcher Munchen curve is. There's no such thing. But the Fletcher Munson curve... Yeah. Um, is something about vol- the way ears perceive things di- differently at different volumes. Yeah, but what is the the belief that at a higher volume it's, it's better quality of sound? What? It, it, I, I, I don't, honestly, I started reading the Wikipedia entry for Fletcher Munson and couldn't make head nor tail Because of it, he said, so. it sounds louder, but yes, therefore so he it's said, more of a compressed signal and therefore is the lower definition. But what he claimed was you that you and yours had played the second piece louder than the first one. So you weren't comparing like with like. So it wasn't a fair comparison. It then cut back to live. This was a pre-recorded uh, section on the show. Yeah. It cut back to live and Winnie said, and of course we, it wasn't a fair test because the second piece was play, it was slightly louder and therefore it wasn't a fair test at all. And then they moved on. <laughs> I listened to, I downloaded this piece of music. I put it through Audacity. I ran it through the levels. I checked they are within 0.01 of uh, the decibels of the exactly the same volume. There was uh, they were identical volume. In fact, they may as well have been the exact same pe- thing played twice. Yes, which is the what they would have done if they were allowed, if it were the old if it were the pre Russell Brand Jonathan Ross BBC. That's what they would have done. <laughs> yes, indeed. But it was it was um, yeah. There, there was no difference in volume whatsoever. So what had happened here is these two people. Now I don't think they're con men. I think they're just stupid. Um, I think they're just very ignorant and had fallen well, they're like the dowsers. that they've been told. They're like dowsers. They're audio dowsers. Yes, yeah, audio dowsers. Perfect. And mm. I think, you know, so they were promoting this crap that they believed in for their own business. And oh, If you believe in dowsing, by the way, podcast at rumdoings.com, because it's funny, <laughs> a lot of people do because they just think it's a thing. We well, I remember being before. told about dowsing by someone at a camp I was at when I was about yeah. 14. I was like, oh, wow, is that true? No, and we've been discussed this before. Yeah, and, and suddenly uh, it, it comes a while before most people realise, if they do realise, oh, that's not a thing. That's pseudoscience, like <laughs> yes. like homeopathy. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, so this, not only did you and yours, a consumer programme, promote this extraordinarily expensive technology that makes no difference whatsoever, but then perfectly demonstrated that it makes no difference whatsoever, to the point where two leading experts couldn't tell the difference between the two pieces through their incredibly fancy headphones that they've been boasting about. Not only that, but then the argument that the ones that are lower compression, the only difference they could hear is the fact that it's louder, then arguing that because one of them sounded louder to them, that meant that it wasn't fair but it was the high definition one and then after that when even though they weren't played at different volumes Radio 4 apologised for having done an unfair test that was in fact 100% fair that was the degree to which this consumer programme lied to its listeners or or, uh, unintentionally spread lies to its listeners but there's a greater philosophical point which somebody's mentioned before and that is if you enjoy music or you enjoy listening to drama then you don't care as much about the, quote, technical quality, quote, of the uh, clip. You're prepared, yes, people are prepared to find an old 78 RPM copy 
of a great performance. It's the performance that's more important. Now, they'd like it to be a bit better quality if possible, but when you listen to music, you're listening to the performance, you're listening yes. to the vitality of the music. And funnily enough, the more you're actually into music and the more you're into art, the less important the technical proficiency of the reproduction will be and that's something that's been noted before uh, and it's almost a, it's almost a trope to say so but it, but it, but it's true if you are really into a great piece of music or even a wonderful pop song if you hear it on an am radio or if you hear that hear it on a great pair of headphones you're going to gain mm. a similar sort of enjoyment out of it or indeed a slightly different enjoyment but at, at similar levels um, for obvious reasons and on the other hand, or you're not actually listening to the music, you're listening to the sound wave, then yes, you're going to be obsessive about perfecting your perception of that sound wave without really caring what the sound wave contains. I think most audiophiles would prefer just to listen to a perfect sine wave um, because that's it. there is not one harmonic on that sine wave. The sound stage is beautiful. And just listen to that whole... Listen to my sine wave. Did I ever talk? Have I ever talked on the podcast before about an, a guy I used to be friends with who um, turned into an audiophile? And his uh, no. So I, he's a guy, and he's a very nice chap. Um, haven't haven't had anything to do with him in, in well over. Although a he is an idiot by well, definition. That's the thing that frustrated me. He definitely is not an idiot. He's a very well. He is an idiot. Guy. If he's an audiophile, then he's an idiot. Well, he's, he has an idiotic tendency. So well, yes, an idiot compartment. An idiot compartment. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was telling me about he was spent he'd been to an exhibition and he was going to buy himself a a stand, a special mm. stand for his amp. Mm, for his and amp, it was a stand. I think it cost a thousand pounds. Not even for his speakers. At least the speakers, you can have some argument yes. that the speaker will resonate or whatever. But and the amp, stand, and, and and he said, and I said, this is stupid beyond all belief. You can't yeah. possibly spend any money on 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 a stand for a, an amp because that won't make any difference because no 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 I was at this exhibition and they they played us the music without it and then they played it with it and it was I was like but but and I, said, I remember saying but even, even if they weren't faking it which they probably were I mean let's mm. the, the most if you're trying to spend get people to buy spend a thousand pounds on a on it's a worth your while shelf tweaking. yes yes you're gonna pretty much trick them at this point you're gonna play one slightly fuzzier than the other but even yeah. if they weren't the placebo effect is more than good enough to get the sales they probably need well exactly it wasn't blinded and 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 I, I just and and it was and I didn't that it was really difficult for me because I just didn't know what to do in my friendship with him at this point. Now I wasn't I didn't mm-hmm. stop being friends with him because of it. I'm not that big of a prick, but mm. it certainly was a huge component of our growing apart. Well, I should hope I should ruddy Coco. <laughs> and certainly he won't be allowed anywhere near your newborn child. <laughs> you don't want any audio files. No, I don't want any audio files. <laughs> You're you an audio file. I'm going to spray audio files. Get out on the side of Bill. Out on the side of his house. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, what did, do you think? Cream tea works for audio files. Um. Oh, I don't know. No, I think uh, audio file would be more a kind of soup. Yeah, soup. <laughs> or, yeah, that would be more appropriate for an audio file. <laughs> Any type mm. of soup: cream with mushroom, minestrone. Yeah. Oh no, I was thinking. Look, they're so obsessed with the purity of something. It's got to be some very clear consomme. It's a bowl of water that we tell them is soup. 
Yes, precisely. It's refined. There's no harmonic dissonance at all. Exactly. The the flavours are so subtle that you can't tell. It'll be this distilled water. But then they'll start arguing about whose water is more distilled. (laughs) Actually, that was another thing. People who claim that they can taste the differences between certain waters. I don't know if you remember. I think it was Penn and Teller did a sketch. Not a sketch. Actually, they played a trick on people. Where they had a, they pretend they went to a New York restaurant. And they pretended to have a water menu, oh, uh, yes. like a mineral water menu, and people chose. And uh, uh, oh, this is beautiful! Yes, I can really tell the difference. And each time, of course, it was just New York tap water. Mm-hmm. And of course, they everybody could tell the difference. Oh, this one's a bit flinty, and this one's slightly chalky, and this has a certain sweeter back taste from the mountain, uh, the, the mountain in Fiji or whatever. It was all just the same tap water. I'm, I'm, not, I'm certain we are peculiarly this. peculiarly conable things, aren't we? At some point in the previous 154 episodes, I'm certain I've mentioned, I did this exact experiment long before I even knew what a double-blind test was. When I was a teenager, my sister declared that she would only drink bottled water from now on and refused to drink tap water. And oh, so yes, I got, did. I did. I said, well, will you do a taste test? And she said, yes. So I got two glasses of water and chilled them in the fridge, same temperature, and gave them to yeah, her. exactly. Certain which one was mineral water. And of course, they were just both tap water. I knew to do that when I was a teenager. Exactly. So it wasn't double-blind, it was single-blind. Single-blind. Absolutely. I didn't need to be blind. I just need to prove that she was an idiot. <laughs> Yes, it was still, and that research was still better than the research that was done last week to prove that protein until the ages of fifty-five will kill you, and then it will save your life. Did you see that? I hysteria? did. I did see that. But did you see what the Daily Express's head front page was on Thursday? What fatty food is good for you? Oh yes. Well, there was actually a very uh, prominent um, researcher uh, uh, and another surgeon came out and admitted that the last forty years worth of uh, advice is, is based on pseudoscience. It's nice that it's coming out. I'm very happy about that. But, but I will note, I will note, Rum Doings listeners, that I was there three years ago. I've been uh-huh. telling you this already. Fatty food is good for you. Diet advice has been wrong for sixty years. Say health Correct. experts. Yep. That's um, the uh, uh, headline on the Daily Express. The Daily Mail, I think yesterday or the day before, came with a 30-page glossy magazine, as it said on the front cover, uh, telling you how much sugar there was in all the different foods you eat. Exactly. I'm, I, 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 think I sometimes scare myself. You know, <laughs> I, 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 you know rooibos tea, come yep, on, yep, admit, yep. nobody in this country knew what the hell no, rooibos tea was. You couldn't buy it. You, you had to climb a special mountain on a special, special lunar cycle to, to order to buy it. Exactly. I, I tell you... Um, and what else? What else? And rooibos tea, um, uh, the sugar issues, and unmeted oh yes, telecommunications. Unmeted telecommunications, and the most scary of all. And I think nineteen ninety or nineteen ninety one, a friend and I rediscovered an old Abba tape. Nineteen ninety two, Abba Gold came out. <gasps> Doesn't make sense. No, maybe I just control the whole universe. I've kept this Daily Mail front page open on my on a tab since then because I've been desperate to tell you. We have we have extraordinarily failed to cross online for the last five days. Mm. Oh, excellent! Yes, no, I mean it's it it is interesting, and there's going to be some blowback, and there'll be some fight back. For example, the um, uh, David Cameron's sugar czar has said that he's not going to listen to the World Health Organization, who's <laughs> saying we have to cut back. Um, he just. The, the, by the way, the sugar czar just happens to work for Mars and until last week worked for Coca-Cola. Shh. <laughs> there, 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 there. <laughs> but it, obviously, I mean, there's, there's absolutely no good evidence that you're right. I've only been eating no sugar and fatty foods for the last uh, two months and have lost a stone and a half. That's, that's yeah. all. No evidence. No, no evidence. That's just N equals one. You're, you're just a special. You're, you're special. You're, your metabolism is special. I'm magic. Maybe you're an alien. 
That could be it. I mean, I've only eaten an enormous, like, 47 times more butter than I've ever eaten before in my life. Butter, butter is very good for you. Vitamin K, uh, okay, one little techie thing. Vitamin K2 is an amazing vitamin that uh, is so difficult to get in the modern diet, but it happens to be in butter, so it's good. It's good. And, and let's be honest, butter is magic because it makes things that otherwise taste ordinary taste quite sophisticated and oh, yes. amazing. I've like discovered add, I can add, eat disgusting things like broccoli and cauliflower if I put butter Exactly. On. And that's the problem. No, but that, I mean, in all seriousness, that's a great problem. People are saying, oh, you've got to eat, uh, children have got to eat vegetables and blah, blah, blah. And of course, uh, uh, but, oh, but also it's got to be low fat. So you put this limp, steamed, mm-hmm. sad bit of oh. green pulsating um, a pustule on uh, a, a child's plate. Of course, they're not going to eat it because they, you know why? Because they are correct. They're not mad. <laughs> And so you, but you, but you, you drown the thing in butter and a bit of garlic and lemon or whatever, and suddenly it's different. But here's here's where it gets even more interesting. All those minerals and vegetables that are in, sorry, minerals and 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 vitamins that are inside the vegetables, a large proportion of them are not absorbed properly by your gut unless they're in fat because they're they're fat soluble. So not only does it make them taste better, but vegetables only work properly if you have them with fats. So, you know. It's we're, I get angry about this because it, it, it's been such it's such a cliche that oh children aren't eating their vegetables yeah because the children are right because you've forcing them down their gullet with a very important omission. We had uh, we had Laura's PhD students around for tea last night. Say it properly, PhD. Ugh. Yeah, um, and I cooked them a a sugar free fat pro fat dinner which they wanted. Oh dear. And, and, and they now all died of a heart attack and cancer. That's true. They're both dead now. We had the chicken pie. Uh-huh. Chicken and um, uh, asparagus pie I made. Uh-huh. With, it was a almond flour ba- pie base. Uh-huh. And uh, with chicken, it was in, in like lovely double cream. Mm-hmm. Um, nice and cooked down. Mm-hmm. And we had it with um, uh, leeks, lots of butter on, and uh, uh, butternut squash mash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, I've never made that before. I've had butternut squash, obviously. Never tried yeah. mashing it. Absolutely delicious. Oh, I must commend you, you Welshers, for the leek. I'm going through a leek phase at the moment. Good. They are rather good, actually. There's a an, a, a, a greengrocer's down the road from where I live that sells leeks uh, the size, literally the size of baseball bats, which I discovered made them perfect. For, <laughs> I took a huge swing. I put it, held it like a baseball bat around my back and took a huge swing and whacked Laura around the backside with it. And it was the most satisfying thing in the world. I heartily recommend go out, buy a giant leek the size of a baseball bat and then whack your loved one around the backside with it. So you're beating up your pregnant She wife. was quite surprised. She claimed that it hurt, but I was like, don't be silly. It's a leak. God it's sake. a leak. <laughs> it was, I was like, no, I'm quite happy for anyone to hit me with a leak in the style of a baseball bat. Also, I discovered leaks this big. Really mm. interestingly, um, if you buy juggling clubs, you have to get, you don't buy ever buy cheap juggling clubs. It's completely pointless. Uh, the, the, they have to be very carefully weighted to be any good. Yeah. For juggling. Leaks, perfect, giant leaks, perfectly weighted juggling clubs. I was juggling three of them, and they're really comfortable to juggle. Well, actually, actually, that's it. That, that, that proves the existence of God. Yeah, that's it. That's a fact. Banana fits in the palm of your hand, and you can juggle leaks. Juggle that's leaks. God proof right there. And there's also your title for this top of this episode. <laughs> Which one? Uh, bananas fit in the palm, palm of your hand, hand, and you can juggle leaks. <laughs> you can juggle leaks. The uh, I believe if you buy uh, one I of the more recent, I believe in love after life. 
if I believe it, if you buy one of the more recent editions of the Bible, yes. if you open it up, it is it just a copy, picture. Copy, copyright zero, God. No, it doesn't. It says copyright Rupert Murdoch, if you buy the <laughs> NIV. Hodder and stouter than everybody. And I, Rupert Murdoch owns the Bible. Well done, well done, Earth. We did well he there. He is God. Yeah, good. Rupert Murdoch has copyright over the Bible. <laughs> anyway, but if you buy a recent copy, if you just open it up, it's just two pages. The left page is a picture of a banana in the palm of the hand, and the right page is someone juggling leeks. And magnets, what are they all about? <laughs> exactly, well, there's no explanation for that. How, uh, how we, we talked a couple of years ago about the Insane Clown The Insane posse. Clown Posse, yes, I was remembering them recently for some reason. What are they up to these days? I don't care. Have they, be, have they gone back to prison? I don't think they have. they ever been to prison? I don't know. Oh, they're I'm a sure very they're. creepy, they've got a very cult-like following. These people, I think they call themselves Juggies or something like the that. The Juggalos, yeah. Juggalos, yeah, something like that. And they're really creepy and it's all very... Uh, you shouldn't talk about your fellow Christians like that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, how are you feeling with regard to the potential of parenthood? Be I'm honest quite, now. I'm quite excited at the moment. I keep... Uh, everyone else has a baby at the moment uh, on Earth, yes. except yes. us just now. And so it's quite it's kind of looking around going, oh, I'm actually going to be in charge of one of these things. That's a lot of responsibility. Yes. But also I'm, I, I'm, I'm in complete ignorance or denial about the tiredness and misery that's to come. I'm just actually genuinely very excited about the prospect, but also enormously nervous that it will that there will be a miscarriage and we'll have to start again. Oh, but you mentioned the M word and, you know, that superstition means that you have to throw uh, a kitten over your shoulder and <laughs> Lucy, sacrifice a virgin to Beelzebub or something, don't you? Because you mentioned the M word. Miscarriage, miscarriage, miscarriage. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's just about trains. I stood it three times into a mirror and a baby fell out of a womb behind me. <laughs> well, put it back in. <laughs> Pop it back Don't in. Get it back up. Uh, I do coach the, uh, I don't know whether which, I don't know, is it an embryo, a fetus? I'm not quite sure where it's at. Zygote. It's definitely beyond zygote. Anyway, I give it little coaching lessons every now and then about staying in, gripping on. <laughs> Hold on tight. So Let's give it little chats, little uh, pep talks. Yeah. You do speak into the tummy. Hold on tight. Do you have to talk into the belly button? That's where it lives. Yes, of course. And I'm, but I also, they always end up really meta as I end up explaining to it that it can't hear what I'm saying because it's a, uh, it doesn't have ears. <laughs> and that this entire thing is futile and ridiculous. And then I just stop. But you will be playing it music at some stage. <laughs> really, really plan not to. We play Judith, the Terry and June theme tune. Which <laughs> it was an experiment. <laughs> to see that if you explains what, quite what an idiot she is. <laughs> it was experiment to see if she recognised it when she was born. We got bored with doing it, so I think we only did it three times. <laughs> I can't believe you weren't playing her the obligatory Mozart. Oh yes, that makes children more intelligent, doesn't it? Does it? makes them much as, cleverer, as proved by similar science that proves that if you use gold-plated HDMI cables, your the sound will be better and the sound stage will be wider. I love the way I love the way they love using the word soundstage. There's, there's somebody who's listening to this podcast right now who's slightly embarrassed because they realise they actually quite like using the word soundstage, and now they have to stop. I, I need you. to tell you about the Cord Serum Ethernet Tuned Array. Oh, very good, Ethernet Tuned Array. 
It's a six, £1,600, including mm-hmm. VAT. Don't think you're getting ripped off with the VAT. Okay. Um, that's per metre, just so we're clear. <laughs> right. And what is it? Everything you listen to has a flow and musical rightness. It's like the other tuned array cables. There's a real connection with the music. One of the really pronounced things about the performance of tuned array cables is their remarkable consistency in terms of their performance characteristics. Tuned array cables, uh, I should say arrays, A-R-A-Y in capital letters, appear to dramatically reduce noise, appear to dramatically reduce noise levels within the systems they are used in. Next grammar. The result of this is music with extraordinary levels of detail, dynamics and coherence. This is the... This is true of tuned array analog cables, digital cables, USB cables, and Ethernet cables. Do you want to know what's the the truth? And you've you've seen this yourself. Actually, if you go and listen to music live, yeah. it very often doesn't sound that good anyway. That's because true. It, unless you're sitting in the exact right position in the concert hall, and the concert hall itself has brilliant dynamics, and the instrument happens to be facing exactly the right direction, it's going to sound a bit muffled, or one of the instruments will sound louder than the other, or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you compensate for that. Yeah, and that's, that was my point earlier on. You, to, to get the so-called perfect recording sound, which they recorded sound, which they claim is trying to reproduce reality, in quotes, the reality would be <laughs> in some platonic ideal of a concert hall with, where you are hovering uh, on some sort of magnetic levitation right in the middle in some, some very peculiar position in that concert hall where all the instruments are pointing at you in a very precisely calibrated way with the uh, dynamics of that concert hall um, very, very carefully calibrated so that just your ears and your ears alone get that perfect performance. And that's the sort of ridiculous platonic uh, idealism that these people are going for. I have another idea. What about if you just had a speaker cable that added coughing and shuffling noises to everything you listen to? And also a slight buzzing, because usually (laughs) it costs all the the, the heater or the amplifier or the cash register outside or some rats in the eaves are making a terrible (laughs) noise. So I need to read you some entries from the Q&A on these. uh, This is the Cord Company on the new Cord Ethernet cables. Yes. So... Question, first question, do Ethernet cables have an effect on sound quality? Yes. That's the answer there. Particularly okay. when connected to a streamer. We did a lot of listening with various streaming devices, and every time changing the connection to the streamer made a big difference. We also experienced with the connection between router and hard drive, and yes, this brought improvements, but the most important connection is the one to the streamer. The difference was noticeable regardless of whether we were running the cable directly to a router or via pre-installed what? Ethernet cable oh network or system where the Ethernet signal is carried over the mains. Oh, hold on. They're actually not talking... Because I thought, well, maybe they're talking about using Ethernet as some sort of... No, 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 ...way no, of transmitting... No, 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 no. ...of just transmitting the analogue audio signal to drive your speaker. But you're just talking about yeah. the computer sending yes. the sound file from yes. the streamer to yes. the to the router. What? Well, Nick, is your next question, what differences can I expect to hear? No, I'm now just so astonished because the, the, the audio file is, is buffered in RAM. What's it got to do with £1,600 a metre. What do you think that the music is, is, is kind of pouring out of the Ethernet cable and into your ear? Yes. The, the, the effects on sound quality that Ethernet cables produce are very similar to those experienced with analogue and digital interconnects. Oh, my goodness. Timing and coherence are the two really easy differences to hear. But like other interconnects, it's simple to spot the differences in levels of detail, 
detail, tonal quality, and dynamic performance. Oh my god. The event that convinced us that we needed to make the Indigo and Serum tuned array Ethernet cables was These listening to a live version of Dave Brubeck's Take 5 from the album We're All Together for the First Time. 16 minutes of brilliant musicianship put the Indigo tuned array Ethernet cable on the streamer, and this track comes to life. The skill and level of understanding between the musicians makes for an irresistible way to spend 16 John, minutes. But No, 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 I'm not stopping. Was, take 5 was recorded in the 1950s. Shush, shush. shush. Put the Serum tuned array Ethernet cables on and you're there in the audience. John, it was recorded in the 1950s before Ethernet existed. It was recorded on some bits of magnetic oxide. There's there's the same extraordinary level of detail and musical coherence that turns pretty much anything you listen to into performance. Are Ethernet cables directional? Yes. The construction of tuned array cables is such that although they'll carry a a signal if connected the wrong direction, sound quality will be badly affected. (laughs) This is the Ethernet cable, remember? But every other Ethernet cable we we tested and listened to also worked better in one direction than the other. John, have you noticed that also because of the good quality Ethernet cables we use at Positive Park, yes. the reds and blues on your JPEGs are very vibrant They're on much your more defined. They're shotgun. much more defined. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you, look at, if you look at the reds and blues on, say, PC Gamers website, they're sort of slightly fady and almost I, orangey I and greeny. Yes. Whereas yours are vibrant and punchy. The difference that direction makes to sound quality is, again, similar to the effects experienced with both analogue and digital interconnects. Timing, rhythm and coherence are all affected. Yeah, you've just copied and pasted, yeah. Timing, rhythm and coherence are affected by your Ethernet cable. Right. Okay, well, I'm annoyed by that now. Are you I hope good? nobody's conned. £1,600 a metre. I'll have 12 metres, please. Oh, I apologise. I've done the cord company a great disservice. £1,600 for the first metre, and then another only £800 for another metre after that, or additional oh, metres. Okay. Why? Have, I, have, I have no idea. I'll have 16 metres, please. Oh, Laura's home. We have to stop now. She'll catch me. Well, go and beat her with a blunt vegetable. I'm going to go and smack around the ass with a leak. <laughs> it's the only bye way bye. I can control her. Bye! <laughs>